Hi everybody, Charlie here. This week it's a special episode of the Cherry Podcast because Grayson jumped onto Instagram Live with Spidey Hits to talk about new Spider-Man Marvel cards, Marvel cards in general, and how he chased down one of the biggest Spidey cards ever to be released. Thanks for listening, guys. Hope you enjoy the episode and see you next time. Bye. I have accepted. We'll uh, we'll give Instagram this moment. There it is. How's it going, Grayson? How you doing, Justin? Man, I'm super well. I'm pumped. That's good. That's good. I, I saw your uh, I saw your post. Uh, I got actually got sent your post on YouTube the other day, and um, and so yeah, like you're in the club. I'm, it's a it's a small club, but I but I barely made it. But I made it. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, I feel like uh, I feel like I paid the iron price, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure you do too. Oh, yeah. Oh, we got all kinds of all kinds okay. of people jumping in. So let me let me tell everybody. So you, you likely already know Grayson Cherry Collectibles in Australia, right? It's uh, what eight a.m. where you're at right now. Yeah, yeah. Just I got my first coffee of the day. <laughs> Are you in Melbourne? Is that correct? No, I'm in I'm, I'm in Tasmania. Um, oh. Our main store is in Melbourne. Uh, the the hub of our business is in Melbourne, um, yeah. but uh, but I live in Tasmania, which is a small island underneath Australia. Oh, I, I know it well. I would love. I say I know it well. I know where it's located on the map. That's what I know, <laughs> and, and uh, I would love to go there. Here it's beautiful. Uh, yeah, it's but we got we got some uh, some friends from Australia. Asla Collectibles. I don't know if you know Aslan Ang. He's in he's in the chat. I know a lot of people, uh, but not by their handles. Yeah, no. I... <laughs> there's a little. There's, there's, there's a, a little secret I should give away, and that is that our the cherry Instagram is run by uh, my best friend Charlie, who is um, oh. all about marketing, and he's and he's managed our socials from from the start. And, um, mm-hmm. and so quite often, there's these really complex relationships that we've got <laughs> with people by their handle and it's with charlie um not me so yeah well i was telling a friend that it's really hard because you know all of a sudden my world's gotten a lot bigger uh due to you know marvel cards and then the content and i have to remember two names their social media superhero name as i like to call it and their real identity name so it's a it's a lot to remember but yours is fantastic you've 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 picked well well, I, I really do appreciate that. It it was a uh, you know my name originally was Spidey Geo Nine because it was meant to be a name that no one would ever know who I was. It was like a burner account for my Marvel collectibles, and then then the then the you know the content went where it went, and I was like, oh, I got to change that because you know no one knows what that means uh, for me, which is it was my initials, and so it took it took me like two months. I was like, you know, why am I dancing around this? I love Spidey and I like hitting the cards. I'm just going to be Spidey hits. That's what it's going to be. I like the fact you had a burner account for, for the, just in case for the low ball offers. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I didn't, well, in my professional world, I was like, I want to keep a secret. I don't want people to know how big of a nerd I am for the longest time. And, uh, yeah. but COVID, COVID changed that. I mean, it, it changed the way we exist on social media and made it more acceptable. Absolutely. It, uh, it, 
I mean, I think Josh Luber made a um, that white paper that was like uh, trading cards are cool again, and yeah. um, you know, a certain amount of that was tongue tongue in cheek, but it was also you know very true in that, um, that we came out of the shadows for mm. use of a, a different term. So yeah, it was a it was a a, a great time and um, and right at the sort of the peak of it. Uh, Marvel, which has always been my uh, chosen collectible, um, took off and caught a little bit by surprise. Wait a minute. So you said Marvel cards was, or was Marvel in general your chosen collectibles? Yeah, Mar- I, I've I always collected Marvel cards. So mm-hmm. uh, uh, I, I collected basketball with the hype during the early nineties, but. Yeah. I think the, the Fleer Ultra X-Men set, and I can't remember mm. if it was 94 or 95, Tasmania tends to get everything about a year or two years after the rest of the world. <laughs> right. And back, absolutely, like just shipping, I imagine. Um, yeah. And it sort of blurs into one uh, in my memory. I don't remember, I, but I did buy, I remember buying oodles of them at the, at the uh, news agency, and I would, I didn't read the comics. Um, mm-hmm. I, I looked at the comics all the time. Yeah. But I never read them. And, uh, and so I used the back of the cards to learn all the storylines. Um, and so. That is. Yeah. I've heard that so much from Marvel card collectors is that they love these cards, but the mythology from the comic books, there's, it's a little spotty if it wasn't on the back of the card. And I, the thing I really liked about them was the the way that Fleer collated them. So, as a younger collector, I always felt like I was hitting something big. Like the, the inserts were really sort of gaudy and foily, and and I and they're all all very collectible. So, um, I felt like I could get to, get a set together and um, you know, get that achievement. Uh, back then, and that, that's what really captured me, I think. The, the basketball cards, you know, I didn't really watch much of that, but uh, mm-hmm. Marvel cards always very close to my heart. So you like the idea that you could put together a full set, like it was possible, it wasn't out of reach. Yeah. So was- when I... Yeah, I mean, the whole, the whole point of building the binder and one of the cards would be a checklist because it was really possible. You know, now they don't put a checklist uh, in Marvel cards. Yeah. yeah. Like this, I, I wonder how, I wonder who's made those decisions along the, along the course and why they've made them. Um, mm-hmm. I know that a lot of the cards they produce now, the, the, the look and feel of them, many of us sort of think is not mm-hmm. as good. Um, but mm-hmm. the reality is that they simply can't access that same printing technology anymore. None of the printers have it. Um, so, there's a, a whole raft of inserts that just aren't creatable. Um, right. And, and yeah, it's sort of, I think a, along the way, a lot of those decisions get made for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it'd be interesting to find out, have that, have that chat with, uh, with one of the, the, the big shows at, uh, at Upper Deck and, and find out the why. <laughs> I would too. Cause I look at my, I'm looking at some on my wall over here in 1995 Marvel medal. And just the quality of those cards, 
you know, even almost 30 years later, still so good and superior to what, what we get now. But it's got to be the, like you said, the printing capabilities. Yeah, I, I actually, I had to outsource my assessment of those metal cards for grading because I just wanted to send all of them for grading. They, they all look <laughs> and uh, right. And I'm like, I'm getting this wrong. Yeah, these great stocking. Like someone else has to assist these cards because I think they're all stunning. Yeah, they they look stunning, but you're right. They they don't. There's actually still pretty low pop when it comes to 95 metal. In fact, one of uh, one of my cherished cards is a 1995 Marvel metal buyback from X Men metal number to ten of Spider Man. That is a PSA ten. Wow. Yeah, and it's. That the checklist? No, no. So there's a in X Men Metal. They put the checklist, the alternate M, and the base card, the one with the oh. web in the background. So this wow. is the one with the web in the background. Great. I didn't even know there was one. Oh, it's fantastic. I yeah. I got the. I collected the platinum portrait set from X Men Metal. Uh, great, and I great cards. Purely periodic. So I've got two, two sets of the purely periodics. Oh look! Hold on. Wait a minute. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna replay what you just said because you the first time I ever heard about you was when you bought the Angel out of three purely periodic. And you paid five thousand for it, and you were like, you know, I can't remember your rationale, but it was something like, "Well, it's out of three. Like, what do you do?" Yeah. Well, um, I I've been, I've been in the hobby for like as a business since 2009 and okay. there's been there occasionally are sets mm -hmm. or sets within sets that just strike me as unique um mm -hmm. and the first was or oh, sorry not the first one of them that i noticed in the marvel space was the the uh, sketch cards in marvel gems um yeah or that the fact that you had a 25 card sketch list where each of the artists had the whole set. Um, and so I set about trying to complete a few sets of that, which was just like pulling teeth. Like mm -hmm. I missed two of my favorite artists, um, uh, a and, uh, and a Morales on, um, on eBay. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and and I felt like, well, that's it. Like I can't <laughs> get it. Um, uh, so that was one. And then I I really liked the exquisite set in that release as yeah. well. Like the first for Marvel, I thought would be popular at one point, and the fact that the set was limited to thirty because the last cards were numbered to mm -hmm. thirty. Yeah. Um, and then when they and did, the top characters, the last cards were top characters: Wolverine, Spider Man. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And um, exquisite, normally grades tough, um, thick cards grade tough. So I thought that would be way more popular at some point in time. Didn't expect mm -hmm. it to be as big as it is now. Um, right. And then, uh, then when they dropped the X Men medal, I always intended to collect the platinum portraits. Um, I intend to collect the ultra gold stars in the Avengers upcoming release, um, but the the purely periodics. As soon as I saw that they were numbered to the to those uh, different the periodic table, I was like, mm -hmm. 
oh, this is this is so unique. It's such a cool idea, and whoever came up with that idea, you know, I commend them. Um, and I just was like, well, I busted a lot and got the mm-hmm. cable for five. Mm. Uh, and I got another one of the really, really short prints. I can't remember which one. And uh, and then I was like, this is it. I'm getting this set. And yeah, then I got- so you hit you hit you hit an anchor card out of five cable. Mm. And then you were like, I have a chance at this. I just need to get those other low number cards, which was Angel. And then what was number four? Avalanche? Armor. Armor. Yeah, that's right. And that's pack Just smashed <laughs> you smashed EPAC? Is that what you said? <laughs> yeah, I went in big on EPAC for X-Men Metal. Um, but I was able to because of a, uh, well, long story short, Upper Deck gave me a replacement card that was valued far more than the card I sent in. And I sold it. And I was able to put that money into EPAC and had a good time with it. I ended up just chasing the Dark Phoenix High Series card. I, I rainbowed that uh, oh. from the... From the one of one to the printing plates. Wow. Yeah. Those printing plate booklets, they are, they are stunning. Yeah, they are. Um, and quickly, I want to touch on that too. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the Upper Deck customer service team, um, mm-hmm. I have no idea how big it is. I have no idea. Uh, I don't know. About, I don't care about the history of people having problems with this or that. I've certainly heard bad yeah. stories from everybody. Um, I've been in the hobby long enough. But right now, in terms of managing serious issues, uh, phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. And fair, fast, and and I think that they recognise that at the moment with the difficulties around printing, paper, Mm -hmm. staffing, and all that sort of issues, that... They're, they're prepared to um, get the customer service inquiries sorted really, really um, efficiently and, and fairly. I, I commend them. So if anyone, um, yeah, yeah, they, they don't get they don't get credit enough when mm-hmm. you know when they've got to do with like, you got to do <laughs> bad questions. So you generally <laughs> right, yeah, add feedback. Anyway, we'll move on. No, yeah, my one experience was really good. I know that's not everyone's experience, and I don't expect that to be everyone's experience, but I'm I'm with you. I had a great customer service experience. So that brings us to Spider-Man Metal. So Mm -hmm. Spider-Man Metal is delayed, delayed, delayed. It's finally released. We get physical cards at the end of August. Did you order much physical? We we couldn't get a lot of the physical. Um, We Mm -hmm. got in – cut a few deals and, and got a bit of the physical. Um, mm-hmm. Did a couple of cases of the physical and we sold um, quite a few cases of the physical. Um, mm-hmm. It was, uh, my experience with it was that it was, it certainly delivered more than the EPAC. Um, mm-hmm. There was quite often uh, additional content in boxes. So you don't quite often get like a, a second pink or purple or mm-hmm. animated cell and another insert, um, mm-hmm. which was really good. Uh, I hit a green in both my cases. Um, wow. Both my <laughs> cases. Um, uh, I got Spider-Man Platinum Portrait in one of my cases. Oh, no. That's awesome. 
<laughs> Congratulations. Spidey yeah. hit. Yeah, and it was a it was a hot case too. So it had the Spider Man gold metal card, the the planet metal, mm-hmm. which I don't out of twenty five. Yeah. Yeah. Five. Yeah. I'm not a I'm not a fan of that set, but um had that it had the Oh, it had another one. It had a really nice Spider Man comic cut. Like oh. like Amazing Spider Man thirteen or, or like a mm-hmm. load of uh, um it was amazing. It was it was really good. Uh, great experience. Had a Spider Man turquoise, one seventy six, I think. Like wow, just, just loaded. It was just fantastic. And and I actually with I was going to open it live. Um, yeah. With uh, my good friend Richard, who um, uh, is is an interesting story in in and of itself. Uh, Richard was one of my first ever customers at Cherry mm-hmm. in two thousand and. In the early 2010s, and uh, when I was moving to Tasmania, he reached out and said, "If you need a hand with um, with setting up your shop, don't hesitate to call." And I'm I'm lazy and I'm uh, completely <laughs> useless with my hands. <laughs> I was like, Richard, yep. Anyway, he's been phenomenal, but he's a massive Marvel collector, and and so he came in, and I thought. I won't do it live because I want to. I want to have banter and not have to sort of, you know, uh, play up to the crowd or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, so, so we did it camera off, and we hit the Spider-Man Platinum portrait. And in the same pack, there was a Rhino Platinum portrait. No way. There was. There was. This is why you got to have it on camera. <laughs> <laughs> and so. Um, so I gave Richard that one to sort of remember the experience. Mm-hmm. And, and that so was Richard the gets the rhino, right? Yeah, you got the rhino, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and so that was the karma. That was the karma. That's where yeah. it all started. That built into what we're getting to. But um, so anyway, fantastic case. Uh, mm-hmm. Very, very lucky. And, um, and yeah. You're, so you're kind of hooked now. Like you were already going to be in it, but now you're in it, in it, right? Yeah. And then Upper Deck surprises us, and less than three weeks later, EPAC is up. And historically, it's about a three month wait. Price comes in at four seventy five a box. I chose to bow out of EPAC at that point. Didn't align for me anymore, which is fine. Tell me your experience. Before we get to my experience, how hard was it for you to make that decision? So uh, for me personally, learning how to have alignment is really important. And it's a journey I've been on for probably three years. So anything that comes in my life that creates resistance or hesitation, I generally just remove it. Wow. I don't, I don't fight against it. This obviously had a huge buildup. I've been arranging my life to go after uh you know, we're, we're going to get to it, some particular cards in Spider-Man Metal. And I believe that that was going to involve me being in EPAC at a high level. And so when I got word what the price was going to be on Tuesday before the before Wednesday, I called my wife and I said, hey, look, um, here's where the price is. Here's where I thought it was going to be. Here's what this means financially. You know, I'm not really feeling good about it. And she was like, hey, if you don't have a piece about it, just don't do it. And knowing myself, you can't, or I'm speaking of me, you can't just dip your toe on EPAC. Like, 
It doesn't allow that, you know. <laughs> Unless you have some extreme measures, you're not going to just buy a box or a pack, right? Mm. And so I said, hey, I'm just out entirely. And I was just going to trust that what resources I had available to me, that, you know, I was going to maintain that alignment. And within 48 hours, I had negotiated the trade for the AF-15 comic cut. And by Sunday, negotiated um, the trade for the EPAC, achieve, uh, the EPAC achievement for the 16 panel comic cuts without buying any packs. Wow. So you haven't bought a pack? No. Oh, wow. You're the best of us. <laughs> um, okay. So my, my experience and my alignment was mm-hmm. – uh, I I purchased uh, Marvel annual cases and went mm-hmm. through the process on EPAC probably for the first time in the real achievement process. Previously, I just used them as boxes. Mm-hmm. And I apologize to everyone who's watching who has had historically awful experience trading with me. I uh, I do I run a big um, it's, a, it's, it's a big trading card company now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm so rarely able to just focus on me um, and with the trades, etc. And so I've, I, re- I wasn't prepared to get involved in the trading as much. Anyway, I digress. I did with Marvel Annual, and I managed to get um, an achievement book of the, the Jewel Sketch um, by Ash Gonzalez. Uh, yeah. And I got the exact one I wanted. So... I, I got so lucky and I looked at all the spend that I'd had on it and I got the spot, actually got the Spider-Man hologram to 21. I got one of 21. Mm-hmm. Um, so people are going to hate it. It's me. one of the bigger cards. Oh, it's a stunning card. It's yeah. a stunning. Um, it's got the same print line issue that I think a lot of them have, but it's still, it's a stunning card. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so um, I got very lucky with it. And I looked at kind of my spend versus the value I thought of cards particularly long term and i was like this is just printing money like uh these cards are absolutely going to be worth more if they're not already and mm-hmm. and so in the lead up to spider-man metal i basically had that in, uh mentality that whatever i spent i was going to get back mm-hmm. now when the price dropped um which was still a good price based on the market price of the product. I mean, we were getting a uh, thousand AU a box. It was around about 700 USD, I think. Yeah. At the time of release. Yeah. So it was a price based on that. Um, albeit far more consistent. You didn't have those. You weren't going to get two platinum portraits in a packet. Um, yeah. So uh, when I did, I, I think I did about 30,000, uh, Australian dollars, about 20 mm-hmm. US, uh, in my first run at Spider-Man Metal. And I thought that I'd probably stop it around about 30,000 US dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did the first 20 and I did a quick math on what my cards were worth value-wise. And um, and it was about 20, I thought about 25. I thought the market might drop down to about 15 mm-hmm. and then it would come back. Uh, right. About the same, and uh, and so basically, it was a. I thought at that point it was a free hit. Then I did another. 
I got locked out of my account for a little bit. Up at I had to unlock that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then uh, I did about another ten or fifteen, and uh, which wasn't good. I didn't get very good cards at all. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, let's have a look at where I'm at. And at that point in time, there was absolutely no possibility that I was going to go for achievement once. It, wow. It was just not, it was not possible. Like I did the math. It was like a $150,000 investment to get to it. Right. And uh, so I was like, okay. So um, my friend Richard, who was helping me uh, do the trades, was, uh, we said, this is it. Like we can go for the printing plate, which I thought could be really good. I think the Spider-Man printing plate could be a massive car. Massive. Yeah, but the odds are not good. Now they're good. <laughs> now they're good. That? At that time, they, they were good. It was a one uh, of a Spider-Man. Now yes. it's a one Oh, wow. Yeah, because none of them have been hit, I don't think. I didn't know that. Anyway. Um, I'm not going again. I'm not going again. But uh, so we are, we went for that achievement, the printing plate, and we got mm-hmm. it. We were the first people to get it, and we got mm-hmm. Maria Hill. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's a tough one. Sorry. And there's so many good ones. Like mm. the, the odds are that you're going to get a good one. There's so many good ones. <laughs> yeah. Like I would have even I would have even been happy to take like the dweeby Wolverine like yeah. oh that would have been great yeah yeah that'd been amazing but I mean there's Thor there's there's Scarlet Witch you know you got you know so so many Avengers on top of the Spider Man villains and uh, characters there's what? not a lot of uh, duds why is Superior Spider Man so valuable I I don't think he should be, but I think it's the lack of ignorance in the the lore. So I don't think people realize that that's uh, Otto Octavius's conscience in Superior Spider Man. It's not really Peter Parker Spider Man. So do you think? Yeah, do you think it's a false, maybe a false flaw? Like some of the, I guess, less indoctrinated collectors are thinking yeah. that Spider. I think uh, I think a sports world analogy would be like buying a Michael Jordan card in a Wizards jersey just because it's Michael Jordan. That's a really good analogy. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Or college, college jersey. <laughs> yeah, even worse, college jersey. Yeah. But uh, uh, so, so we got that. And then uh, and there's something about – it's even like how I started Cherry. Um, mm-hmm. I hit rock bottom – uh, a number of different things didn't pan out the way that I'd hoped they'd pan out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so sort of, I think when you hit rock bottom, when you're at rock bottom, there's something about that that makes swinging for the fences a little more easy. Um, mm, interesting. So, so I just sent Richard a message and said, the swing for the fences. We're getting, we're getting achievement one. Let's, let's do this. <laughs> and I needed him to be, I mean, I needed to pump up his tires because uh, I wasn't going to be able to do it. <laughs> so, right. You got to have a trade partner. Huh? Yeah. So he was my, he was my, my trade partner and, and he, and he navigated the course and, um, and I certainly did a couple of days of, of hard work. And um, so this had to be, this had to be late Friday, Saturday morning when you were like, we're going for it. 
Yeah, no, like I think it was, it was not long after we got Maria. So it was like, I think we got her on the second day. So that'd be Thursday, uh, I believe. Yeah. And then it took, uh, it was pretty clear early on that the Rogues Gallery set was going to be the hardest purely because that Boolean achievement in and of itself was going to be a highly collected card. Um, is that is that Venom that's on that one? Who's no, on that that's, one? Uh, MJ. Oh, okay. Um, and it's a it's the last one. So it was I think the, the print run on it's going to be much lower. And yeah, I mean those are case hits per uh, Rose Gallery. And what's oh, the, okay. Yeah, they're one in they're, yeah they're they're one in twelve boxes. So one hundred forty four packs. Okay, because I did notice I got a couple of them in my in my case. I and it, and I I don't like I don't like um, the only acetate card that I really like is the essential credentials or the ex century cards. Mm-hmm. I, I gorgeous, but um, uh, I'm not a fan of of the the clear thick cards. Ugh, no, I, but, uh, I like the stained glass, especially the stained glass variants from. Uh, from 2019 Flare. They're really nice. Did you buy any of that? Very, I mean, some. Uh, th- there was a time last year where you could get them for like $200 a box. And this is why I like the stained glass variant. I hit the Spider-Man number to 20 out of one of the physical boxes. And so, uh, yeah, so I adore that card quite a bit. Oh, man. I- I'm like... I want to be on posters advertising EPAC for Upper Deck. And like I've told them this, I want to, I just think it's the, it's so, it's such a great platform for collectors because I think that um, it eliminates so many of those friction points. It's almost trading mm-hmm. instant, an instant, like it's fantastic. But, and I preface that by saying that you can't beat hitting mm-hmm. something in a box. No, you can't. It's it is. I mean, I don't want to see that go away. That would be, I'd be sad. You know, obviously, I do think I'm. I'm like you. I like it when there's less uh, resistance. There's less friction. Um, you know, and you can go direct to consumer. I would love to see that uh, work itself out in a price and and not let the scarcity and limitness and the willingness for people to overpay for a physical box to drive the price on EPAC, but it's not my business and I understand they're for profit and I respect that. But, uh, cause it, there is a, there is such a gambling aspect to it, you know, that, that the average person can get themselves hurt on EPAC if you're not careful. Yeah. I've grown up with gambling. Um, I grew up with mm-hmm. racehorse. So, um, I kind of get it. Uh, I don't necessarily think it's the price that damages it in a gambling sense. I think it's the, it's the mentality, and I think that where you've done really well and you should commend yourself is, is not on that alignment, understanding what it is you're going to lose um, when you go into the situation. Because mm-hmm. I think uh, the, the way that gambling works is mm-hmm. that if the if you can get better odds than the market value of something, then generally you're winning. Uh, over the course, yeah. you win. The market value of it was so much higher that, as a gambling proposition, mm-hmm. it actually incredibly like a very rare opportunity, which is one of the reasons that I'm so drawn to it as someone who, who grew up. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, yeah I agree with Spider-Man Metal. When I was thinking the price might be around 325, 350, 40,000, 45,000 was that number that you had to cross that threshold of. I'm removing risk now. Like the odds are yep. going to be in my favor with what I should hit or, or could hit at that at that volume of number of cards. You know, anything less than that, you're still risking, in, in my opinion, in my in my quick math, so to speak. But I just couldn't get there at four seventy five a box. Like it just it it like I said, it fell out of alignment for me. Yeah, it's a it is interesting the the current situation in that space with like obviously fanatics have been going after a lot of the manufacturers and um, mm-hmm. and actually having that value proposition. I think historically Upper Deck have have probably over delivered on their EPAC to even during that boom, the pricing point of their boxes was still quite low, but um, on EPAC. But the reality is that um, those big, those big kind of like fanatics, um, if you don't if you don't up your your mm-hmm. revenue, um, they just the, you know you you just you're a, a duck in a, you know fish in a barrel. So mm-hmm. I think that they've probably made the best decision. Uh, long term for the for the business, um, and I want them to be around for the long term because yeah. God forbid that we lose those brands. Um, I don't know. Here and I'm like they're just they're cool. Yeah, I, so, I'm like I'm like I think most people would love to see another exquisite product, uh, and I don't want to get off track because I want to finish the Spider Man Metal uh, conversation. <laughs> imagine, imagine a standalone exquisite Marvel. Oh, mm, yeah. No, it would be insane. Oh, just get, be good. get Michael Jordan and Tiger Woods to do, like, my favorite comic signed cards. <laughs> uh, that, would get, uh, that would get expensive. <laughs> so Tiger, you go- Tiger's red, so he's probably a Spider-Man fan, too. Oh, that makes sense. Makes sense. So Thursday, Friday. You and Richard decide, hey, we're gonna we're gonna go after the achievement. The did you have trouble with the grandiosas? Because I've heard a lot of people say that um, that that was a challenge. Um, we didn't, uh, in the sense that we made the decision to overpay, probably earlier than much like you did. Mm-hmm. We made the. Decision overpay very early so we knew what we could overpay with with red pmgs people love red pmgs they're Mm -hmm. quite they're quite common uh people love the raves they're quite common um so we overpaid early and and richard went about getting bulk grandiose and golds and um the the high series one of the grandiose early so we got we got lucky so you understood that the high series was a little short printed and that those needed to be attacked early. No, they may, while the value was still a little low because people were chasing the larger inserts. Yes, but on. I mean, everyone mm-hmm. at that point and probably to an extent amongst the majority of collectors yeah. the, who, who don't, who the achievements are too far, they would mm-hmm. much rather have a red PMG than, you know, 10 high series grandiose. Like it's. Yeah. Yeah, their their value estimation is totally different than those who are chasing the achievements. Yeah, 
Sure. So you start getting close. What was what was the last achievement you had to complete before you could redeem all? We needed uh, we needed hobgoblin animated cell, and we needed I think Craven Rogues Gallery. Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> the uh, villains were the final boss. <laughs> and so imagine this, yeah. Imagine this. We had like we had a trade with every mm-hmm. single person who had each of those cards live. So we had a we had like probably five hundred USD worth of cards for one of those cards with let's say I don't know, fifty to a hundred people. Mm-hmm. And some people we had deals with like a thousand USD of cards for for one of those cards. Um, wow. Very well aware that if they didn't pay off, like if we didn't get them quick enough, mm-hmm. those cards become not valueless, but they're certainly $50 cards. Yeah, meaning um, you had to get the achievement. If you didn't, you just overtraded for something that you're not going to get a return on. Yeah, and we, we'd mm-hmm. already overtraded a fair bit. But the... the uh, we had one trade for one of those cards. Mm-hmm. I can't remember one. We had one trade, and it was I was so surprised. The, the person had a sketch on their wish list from X-Men Metal, I think, mm-hmm. of, um, of, it was like Psylocke, uh, no, Mystique changing into someone, I think. Um, and it was... Uh, I had it for ages, and they had that on their wish list. So I had that there. It was maybe a hundred dollars sketch. Yeah, and that's the one that came through. And oh wow! It was like wow, like pay attention to the wish list. Fortuitous, absolutely. And so they got the card they wanted. We got the card mm-hmm. we wanted, and uh, and then it was just the the nervous sort of pressing of the. <laughs> Okay, wait, it's false. All right, so the first six... Okay, so for everyone who doesn't know, Spider-Man Metal had achievements, and then once you completed all the achievements, you could have the achievements, which is getting a comic cuts of... 16 comic cuts of a cover of a one of the Spider-Man... Amazing Spider-Man books. But there's a Tier 1 and a Tier 2. Tier 1 only had five books available to it, so it was a race to first, kind of, kind of. It was a race to be in the top in that five. And of the five, you had First Spirits of Spider-Man, Amazing Fantasy 15, the Crown Jewel. You had Amazing Spider-Man 3, the First Spirits of Doc Ock. Amazing Spider-Man, I think 13 or 14, I can't remember, the first appearance of Green Goblin. Amazing Spider-Man 50, the first appearance of Kingpin. And Amazing Spider-Man 300, the first full appearance of Venom. Those were the five in the Tier five. The first one to go was the ASM 300 first full appearance of Venom. The second one to go was Amazing Spider Man 50, the first appearance of Kingpin. Then the third one to go was Amazing Spider Man 3, first appearance of Doc Ock. And so that leaves two left. Did you know? My question is did you know that there were only two left when you hit Redeem? There were three left when we hit redeem. Oh, are you yeah. serious? Yeah. 
Okay, well, so that was Alf- happening simultaneously then. Yeah, ours was the third. So the last three went within nine minutes of each other. Uh-huh. That was very, very close. Um, <laughs> three left, and uh, we were, yeah, we knew what, well. Uh, yeah, we knew what was left. You did. Okay, so you knew it was going to be one of the three, but you'll know which three. Are you recording this moment at all? Is there? Yeah, yeah there's, is... a screen, there's a screen recording. We're going to put together yeah. a package and. and oh, I can't and, wait to see it. Uh, it's uh, um, and we'd had such. Well, tell everybody what happened. You and I know what happened. Yeah, well, the we had such devastation with the with the Maria Hill incident. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Your expectation was low. What order? What order would you have put them in, Justin? In those top five comics, um, what order? AF fifteen one, ASM three or three hundred. Second and third. First Green Goblin, fourth, Kingpin, fifth. Yeah, I think I would have had yours second. I think I like the Venom cover. Um, mm-hmm. I think that I think I would have had that that second, and then uh, and so it went, and so the others. Just to, as someone who like I'm not I've never read all the comics. Mm-hmm. The others are amazing and they're interesting, but I, I would have been deflated if I'd hit them. Um, to be, if, like if I'm being honest, because. Yeah. The only two that really resonated with me was the Venom, which I remember, and then mm-hmm. the, the original Spidey. So, and and actually, until maybe like even the night before, I thought that there were five AF fifteen covers. No way! So I, I didn't even know that I was playing. For, and you were still chasing? That's insane! I, I didn't know that I was playing for like third or fourth or fifth. So, oh, okay. Yeah, anyway, so that was confronting when I got that news. <laughs> uh, so anyway, we get to the, to the grand final and, uh, yeah. and uh, hit the redeem button and, mm-hmm. uh, and it just appears. Like it just, it's so quick. Yeah. <laughs> There's no build-up. No, nothing, no. It almost needs to be like the FIFA packs where it's like, you know, this is a – you know, Bronze Age or Silver Age, and then it's <laughs> yeah, um, or like a curtain reveal yeah. or something, you know? <laughs> yeah, a slow roll. Yeah, it, just, it was just. Yeah. I can't begin to tell you um, how amazing I felt, and uh, it's there's a number of different parts. The first thing I felt was, wow, we've committed to this for like the last five days, like everything has been about this moment and we've achieved it. And, and I wanted to cry. Um, But the first thing I thought was, what about all these professional athletes that do this for like, I don't know, like their whole lives and then don't get the the medal that they're after, like, like these or or do. Um, So I felt completely, I felt like a little baby. I felt like I, you know, Putting them together, racing. Um, I, I was incredibly indebted. Like all, I I felt so indebted to Richard because uh, without him, it just wouldn't have happened. Like I would have got a, I would have got a Marie Hill printing plate, yeah. and that's it. That's it. Um, thank, thank goodness for the Rhino Platinum Portrait, a little Marvel card karma, as we call it. Karma. 
Um, <laughs> I one of the hardest things about running a card business is that you you got to sell the stock to pay wages and to make profit, and mm-hmm. it's so rare that you get an opportunity to like truly collect and. Mm-hmm. Particularly the, the the upper deck EPAC, uh, Marvel EPAC has, has enabled me to to actually facilitate that collecting. That uh, mm-hmm. the reason why I chose life. So yeah. in moments like that, um, I remember why it is that I do this and why I love doing it and why mm-hmm. I think Cherry's been successful because. It's that connection to um, you stay in touch with it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and my whole thing, like uh, Josh, who's been in the chat here, um, it, they're all intrinsically connected to collecting. Like they live and breathe it. And um, ultimately, there's there's it's hard to find those pieces where you can separate yourself from it. As just business, as a as a cold, like a cold business. That's a that is a, a stock unit one zero zero seven six, and this is one of those moments. And it uh, and it's a card that I think is, and I'd be interested to know what you think. But mm-hmm. I think that this will be top five Spider Man cards ever created. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it'll. I don't think it'll be recreated. Um, and I think that it's an honor to be able to have that and, and hopefully, you know, touch wood, my life goes to plan and, and my daughter can, uh, can have that card and, um, and can, you know, it might either change her life or get passed on again. Like yeah, either or would be a fantastic result. So, I'm very lucky and very indebted and, uh, yeah, it makes me feel very emotional. Man. Wow. Well, it, it is an honor to, to have a piece like that. Uh, first pair of Spider-Man of a cover, by the way, the covers last I checked, and it's been a little bit, they sell for seven or $8,000, just a torn cover in a slab, single page, you know, not yes. great. It just says cover CVR, you know, of the first appearance of Spider-Man, but to have this cover, you know, presented in a way where number one, it's a, it's a licensed upper deck product. And the only way to have achieved it is to climb the mountain. And there's a, there was a lot of time, effort, energy, and money that it takes to do that. And so I think that it's unique in the sense of when you think about how many AF 15s are out there, and there's actually quite a bit, you know, in the terms of rarity, if you think it in terms of rarity, um, but you know, so you can, if you chair, if you wanted to own a, a comic book of amazing Spider-Man 15, like you could arrange your life in such a way to go get one. They're always for sale. Right. Yeah. But not, not this <laughs> can't go out and get this. Like there's one. And so if anybody wanted to marry that world of owning the comic book with the cards, like there's very few ways that you can get an AF 15 represented in a trading card which is a major collectible there's a there's a lot of 
um, there are a lot of very well established brands that are that are built into this one. Skybox, mm -hmm. Upper Deck, um, Marvel, Spider Man, mm -hmm. like uh, there's so so many audiences that have got such incredibly well established connections to those brands and um, mm -hmm. and it does make it very unique, very special. Um, I think that the the original PMG, the 2013 PMG, uh, mm -hmm. is incredibly important in the Spider-Man trading card story, and I think that um, I think he's exquisite. Is going to be a very important card long term in his story. In the story, mm -hmm. um, there's only 30 of them. Um, obviously, the first trading card and first sticker will be obviously considered rookies and and incredibly important. But I think that. This card probably is in that five, in that top five. Then, mm -hmm. uh, what other Spider-Man cards would you have in that on that mountain? There's some uh, there's some '90s stuff that I would have in that mountain. That are one's a myth. You know, there's a there's a myth of a Stanley sketch that people argue exists or doesn't exist. Um, from 1997 um, creator sketches, I think are really important. Um, okay. You know, where the actual creator of that character was able to sketch a card and put it in a pack and it was pack pulled. I think those will be important long-term um, and probably just upset some people by even talking about it. <laughs> and so, um, you know, I think because of, the way the market has reacted to PMGs, there's no denying that the green Spider-Man PMG, the blue and the red from 2013 are going to have their place long-term. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what some of the more rare Spider-Man Marvel masterpieces do as Marvel masterpiece. It's just going to have its uh, time in the sun, in my opinion, you know, since the hobby has really taken off. Uh, 2020 kind of snuck in right before it really did. So the next 2022, it's going to be interesting to see how the, you know, this, the new scale of the Marvel card hobby reacts to that original art and then how it looks back at 2016, 18, and 2020 Marvel masterpieces. But for me, the, uh, and I'll just do, I'm not trying to flex or anything, but just to make sure everybody knows, like, some of the stuff we're talking about. You know, I, I did a post about this the other day. Uh, this is what the AF15 comic book looks like, right? And this is, uh, this is the, this is the, Second time that Spider-Man is in this in his suit in the comic book. And, you know, there's only one panel of this that exists, you know, in terms of a trading card. Uh, so to me, to me, this, you know, this predates the first Marvel card. The panel does. It's 1962. First Marvel card is 1966. Uh, and yet this still has, uh, you know, still has that modern flair because it's numbered, you know, to 15. So I think these, and then there's only one, there's only one person who owns the AF15 comic cut. You know, they gave you all 16. <laughs> and, uh, well, I haven't given so them to Okay. I want to talk to you about that. So, um, you know, when you go to eat, when you go to EPAC and you try to look at the image, it says coming soon. Have you seen it? Yeah, I've seen it. Okay. You have seen it. Oh, man. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I'm lucky enough uh, to have met with Upper Deck many times over the course of my yeah. life. 
Um, and, uh, and so I've got some really, you know, uh, I, don't, I don't want anyone to think there's any shenanigans or anything like that. Like, I got Marie Hill. Trust Look, me. People are going to say what they say anyways. You still <laughs> spent the money. You still put in the work. Yeah. It, uh, but uh, but uh, they sent me a photo uh, this morning. I think that it's, um, it's obviously been gone through the process. Uh, and so mm-hmm. I didn't ask. They're really excited about it. Like, um, uh, it was funny. I actually got a message when I got Maria Hill. Um, the, <laughs> they've got, they've got a, I think it's a small team, but genuinely passionate. Um, they mentioned mm-hmm. your name. I spoke to them in Atlantic City. Um, they're so tied into the fabric of people that collect these cards and they recognize how important this Marvel brand is for them. Um, well, that's so, good to hear. Cause I think sometimes oh, that's not our experience. Uh, what's this people get this impression that, that a lot of these card manufacturers are, you know, just big, bad corporates and they're just not at all like they're mm-hmm. completely completely the opposite they've got to make sometimes they've got to make big bad corporate decisions because that's a part mm-hmm. of being but the majority of people that work for them um choose to work with cards like they they want to work with cards mm-hmm. passionate about it and they want to see like i remember they showed me the gold bullion achievement peter parker for this set um yeah. and they were like, you have to see this. This is <laughs> um, So, yeah, the, they're excited about this. I'm hoping that um, potentially with PSA we can get some really exciting things done with it. I just saw an email come through a minute ago. Um, that whole we'll, – we'll document that no whole. No way. You're, you're not going to grade with CGC? <laughs> no, well, I don't have a contact with CGC. And, um, yes, you do. You Right here. Oh, you're the CGC guy. Okay. Well, I'm not the CGC guy, but Fausto Bardia Nuevo, who is on the Sketch Card Hive, who's my best Marvel card friend, is the Marvel card expert for CGC. Wow. I will release a video later tonight to show, uh, and, well, and you can see it on CGC stuff, but they've already graded one of the AF15 comic cuts. So you can get a look at it, see what you think. Well, he can but, definitely connect us. Um, because I think CGC are doing some amazing things, particularly in that gaming card space. Like so many of our customers, well, you, uh, you know, pre- Todd, they just got Todd McFarland to agree to sign Todd Todd McFarland cards. So anything that has his the Spider Man Venom art on it from Todd, he'll sign right now. It'll get a yellow label, just like the comic book. Are, are you familiar with comic book grading with CGC at all? Uh, I'm not familiar in that I could talk about it, other than to say that. Um, it, it's very impressive, like the, the standard. Yeah. So think about it this way. CGC is the PSA of comic books. That's the easiest way for me to say it. Um, they have the highest resale value, the most recognizable, probably aesthetically the best looking slab for comic books. Some people might debate that. So if you're ever going to own an amazing fantasy 15 comic book, if you want to have a matching slab, like CGC would be the way to go. Now, some people don't care about that. It doesn't bother them to have different labels. But it would have a matching blue label, like matching fonts. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I probably, mm-hmm. I think that I'm going to get, I, well, we haven't gone on the road. I've, 
I'm hoping that that we can do some interesting things with PSA with it. Um, well, I'm not putting you on the spot. I'm just letting you know. And, and offer me, you know, an offer I can't refuse. Then, <laughs> yeah, um, I understand. I understand. Uh, it's a. I hope that I'm able to showcase it in our Melbourne flagship store um, mm-hmm. for everyone to see. Um, that's my my goal. Uh, just it's about the security of it and making sure that it's not damaged at all, just from yeah. being on display. But that's mm-hmm. something I need to look into, and um, hopefully, it's next. That's its next uh, step. So. I still haven't decided how I'm going to display mine here. I'll show show the world real quick because I've got it in front of me. Let's see if we can spin this around. So I I, I still not sure if I want to get it graded yet, but. It's good, doesn't it? It's. Um, I've always loved the idea of, <laughs> but always thought that actually getting the set seemed a bridge too far. Like mm-hmm. you have one person who, who likes their cut, and you're in trouble. Um, right. Look at you showing off all your cards. I bought some of my cards over that I. Oh, that I just, I'm glad you did. I just got them back from grading. And um, hey, I want you to. I want to honor your time, but I have a couple. I have a couple more questions. I want to make sure we get to if we can. So yeah, man, I'm, I've got nothing else on at the moment. What have I? Well, while you're doing that, I'm gonna ask you one of the. So these are questions from the chat. Uh, one is from Stephen Candell, Scandell Cards and Comics. You may recognize him. He's after one of the cables you have, purely periodics. So he says oh. it's the last one he needs. Oh no! <laughs> really? Yeah, I can't. You uh, cannot I help can't. them because they're they're full sets, right? Yeah. That's, okay. Uh, but oh wow, I feel for him. That's gonna be a tough. One. <laughs> That's a tough one. All right. Question number two was from one of our your your fellow Aussies, Australians. He wants to know if you're. It, do you break cards with other people in Australia? Is that something you invite people to do? Do you do it at your shop? Do, so do I like go into breaks? Well, he's, yeah, I'm not sure exactly what it was around the question. Like, do you host breaks? But I know that they're very much into Marvel cards It's uh, for them. And I think they're maybe looking for locals who are also into Marvel cards. We do. We do have Marvel box breaks. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I don't personally break with other people. Um, there's some amazing sellers of cards in, in, in Australia. Um, there's uh, uh, Mobiles. I've got a huge range of non-sports stuff. Um, but in terms of we're really trying to grow the footprint of Marvel trading cards in Australia, mm-hmm. um, and it's not easy uh, because particularly in a market that's, that's bullish, getting product mm-hmm. Like just this week, I think I've done deals for, I don't know, like half a dozen uh, metal champions cases, um, which means you've got to eat a lot of uh, closeout products. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, we're hoping that you ask this question in 12 months' time. Yeah. There will be a lot of Marvel trading cards in Australia. That's my goal. 
So I have, I do have quite a few people that reach out from Australia that are Marvel card fans. Is there an easy place for me to direct them to, like, to your store? EPAC. EPAC? <laughs> okay. EPAC and ComC. Um, eBay, ComC, EPAC, if they're Marvel card fans. Um, listen, I wish that it was my store. And mm-hmm. four months' time, come to www.cherry.cards. Yeah. But at the moment, you collect Marvel trading cards in Australia, um, check us out. Get familiar with EPAC, get familiar with ComC, and get familiar with eBay because that's where you're going to find complete your sets and um, give us give me twelve months. All right, we'll keep an eye out. Look, when you're ready, we can we can deliver that message again. I don't have a, I don't have. I thought I had a card here that I must be in a different box. Anyway, that's all right. Yeah. Any are more you questions? Gonna, well, my other question was: Are you going to? Do you have a desire? And you may not want to answer this. What 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 do you let me ask it this way? I'm gonna to try to dance around the fact that you may not want to answer it. What cards would you might want to pair with the 16 panel comic cut achievement? Or do you intend to pair it with anything else? Uh I'm collecting the platinum portrait set. I'm collecting the spectacular rave set, the 25. Um who do you need Captain America or Spider-Man Noir? I would need I would I need most of them to be honest because I want to collect the out of sixty two. So, okay. if you have some out of sixty twos and we can figure out a trade there, like that would be great. Yeah, sure. um, I don't know. I don't know if I hit many. I actually people have mentioned to me about collecting the to hundred set. I think I got more to twenty five than I did hundred. Like it's oh wow, that's odd. Yeah. I think they're underrated, massively underrated. If you walk around a sports mm-hmm. card show and you yeah. find a rave of an athlete. Yeah, I'm just going to show some while we're sitting here. Yeah, if you, if you see them on display, that subtle variation that makes them mm-hmm. so much more valuable is such a – it's just intoxicating. So yeah. long-term, they're going to be good buys. Um, I'm not going to pair anything with. I I don't have another card. I've got I've got one card in my collection that sort of sits in the same hemisphere at it, or maybe two. The exquisite Spider-Man to thirty. I've got that Here's like that. three or four times, and then the <laughs> um, Spider-Man. You said three or four times. Yeah. I've well, that's what I need to trade for then, because I do not have the exquisite Spider-Man. Oh, um, you. I don't. The um. Yes, yeah, beautiful. I never had the opportunity at it. I got the black and gold Spider-Man from Marvel Gems. Oh, I saw your photo. On, yeah. On, yeah, what a great-looking card. And the Justgo Spider-Man sketch, which I pack-pulled. Okay, hold on. So I had to reach out to our Marvel card expert, Fausto, that I was telling you about, because I didn't know that Jusco had did any sketches in Marvel Gems. That blew my mind. Yeah, he did. Um, he didn't do any of the ones for the actual set, or if he did, I haven't pulled any, and I busted mm-hmm. a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I bought, I bought almost all that at clear out from all the major sellers in the US. Um, the, but I've gotten, I've got his uh, Captain America, his Spider Man. Yeah, he does a, a Green Goblin, I think. 
and I just got Juggernaut. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, so I got four of the Just Goes, and he did the non-numbered ones. Um, if anyone does have any from that, the Just Goes, please let reach out because I'll definitely overpay. <laughs> yeah, that, they're awesome. I love them. I still don't have a Joe Jusco uh, sketch, but I'm working on it. So, I'm, con- a- I, like, I'm connected with Joe through his art for the Royal Rumble for the WWE, which okay. I was um, infatuated with as a, as a kid, and I actually did my own uh, homage to it when I'm a frustrated <laughs> Um, (laughs) i heard you say that at some point i don't know where it was but yeah i'd love to be um um, so some of the cards i got uh this one just back exquisite nameplate nameplate out of 10 right yeah psa 9 great great mate great um i don't like the nameplates but i did collect them anyway um but i got it's hard not to like them because they're out of 10 but is uh, is the nameplate just does it not feel exquisite enough for you? Is that what it is? Yeah, I figured that's what it was. I like the I like the real plainness. Uh, cap. Um, so uh, Wolverine, to t- Wolverine to ten nameplate. That's awesome. Yep. I got Wolverine, and there's Thanos to thirty. Yeah. Um. I thought I had a spider here, but I don't. Um, I got this one back. Ooh, PSA eight. Doomed to fifty. Yeah, they, 2013. They don't. That was that was in. By the way, that was one of the cards in the tray for the uh, ASM three hundred. <laughs> Same grade, PSA. <laughs> uh, oh, very cool. Did you pull those? Yeah. I um I don't the I don't know why they didn't number the greens to a hundred. What? Say that again. So the original PMGs, I'm sure the original PMGs are green zero through ten of a hundred. Not oh. all. Uh, yeah, I'm, I understand. The first 10 are, uh, so it would say one out of 100, two out of 100, three out of 100, four out of 100. And then it would just, red would be 11 out of 100 instead of the one of 10. And then you just never see, yeah, no, I'm, I, I understand what you're saying. That would None be of, cool, actually, because it confuses people. Because people None are my, confused. None of my greens are, are graded well, but I got Professor X and Cable. The Bishop's probably my best. My my dark green phoenix came back PSA nine. Oh, gorgeous! Yeah. I know, I'm I'm pleased with that one. I actually uh, I've got to sit down and do a video that does the full rainbow, but also got the platinum portraits, the periodics, and that stuff. Oh yeah, very nice. I love that card. I think it's just stunning. <laughs> it's a cool Thanos is, card. Is is Thanos your favorite villain? Um. Uh, Probably because I just love Brolin. So. <laughs> the actor. Oh, so are you going to be in Allure? Are you are you going after Allure then? I don't know if Brolin's auto's in there, but... I, honestly... The MCU um, product? Yeah, I haven't looked at the... 
I haven't had any solicitations for it, um, so mm -hmm. I haven't seen it yet. I'm, I didn't. I didn't get the last set. Um, I'll probably be in it. Black Diamond. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's some nineties. What grade is that? A seven. They're so tough. It's, it's beautiful. Um, First card I ever got graded was a '96 Marvel masterpiece, uh, Double Impact, Rogue, and Human Torch, oh, and it graded wow. a seven. Yeah. Yep, it's probably the first big video for me for Marvel cards on the channel. I bought one pack for four hundred dollars and I opened it up and it had a Double Impact Rogue, which is arguably the best card. You know that one and the Captain America Silver Surfer Double Impact is is right there with it. Okay, I'll just show you something. I don't know. If I can, where is it? Don't know if you can see it, but oh, that's twenty twenty Marvel masterpiece. Is that the Redemption sheet? Yeah, I got. I've got that one, and I've got. Um, I've got the twenty eighteen one for the base set. I don't know if there's a if there's a twenty sixteen base set or not. Mm. You're talking about the sheet? The sheet, yeah, because if there is, I'd like it, but I don't know if it exists. I, I don't know enough to tell you, to be honest with you, but I I know who does. I can ask Fausto, the guy I just told you about. Oh, wow. We've got to connect you guys, especially if, uh, if you know, if there's ever, like, a pipeline to Australia to grade with CGC. So. Mm. Oh, yeah, there definitely should be. There's too many fans out there. Mm. A lot of the Marvel beginnings, like the special Marvel, Marvel beginnings cards, were in Australia for whatever reason. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. The autos. So are you aware of those? Like you could get a Stan Lee auto in Marvel beginnings from 2012. I, I got I, that, that's when I had the three series: series two, series three. Mm -hmm. Correct. Why was Series 2 always so expensive? Was it Series 2 that was really expensive? Um, probably, and I don't know the answer, but I'm guessing because of the way they're doing the new release, is they don't put the top characters in each series. Like, Series 1 will have Wolverine, Series 2 will have Deadpool, Series 3 will have Spider-Man. So it might have been the one that had Spider-Man. Okay. I did get, um, I looked the other day, I, my first ever sketch card was a Wolverine out of Marvel Beginnings in 2008. Mm -hmm. So there's some really cool sketch cards in, have you ever seen Marvel Legends, the Tops product? 2001? No. Yeah, so in 2001, Tops put out a Marvel Legends trading card set, not to be confused with the action figures. And in there they have sketches, and sketches are done by John Romita Sr. and other top care you know actual marvel comic book artist i mean john Romita senior created punisher i mean he's a big artist that's a big card a big card mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. i've never seen them um i'm definitely uh i was thinking about it before i came on like i'm i'm very much a passive marvel collector and um maybe that's through my ability to actually access it here but mm -hmm. Couldn't tell you all the details of each of the sets, but 
but I, I know the feeling that I get every time there's a new one. And it's, <laughs> it's hard to describe. I, the only thing I like in it too is back when I was with racing horses and you'd, you know, you'd get a horse into a big race and watch it, watch it run. It's an incredible feeling. So uh, you're, you're connected with horse racing in Australia or those days gone by? I'm not so much connected now. My dad's a Hall of Fame trainer here in Tasmania. Um, we've won a million-dollar race. Um, one of wow. our do that in Tasmania. and um, Something that I'm uh, – I just – the best time of my life. So, Well, when we get done, I've got to connect you with somebody, okay? Marvel cards and racehorsing in Australia. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like someone I'd get on with. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't want to say too much while we're live, but yeah. <laughs> Man, this has been a blast. Yeah. I, 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 it's very rare that you just get to chat Marvel cards. So <laughs> I know. We've already been at it an hour and 15 minutes. Um, I actually need to eat supper, and I've got an eight, I've got a, uh, excuse me, a seven o'clock. Uh, that I've got to honor here in a little bit, but I hope I don't have to hit another, uh, achieve, get another big achievement to do this. Like, I hope we can maybe uh, do this again pretty soon. Maybe have you on the YouTube channel. I think would be fun. That'd be cool. Yeah. I'd love to. Maybe when the next set drops, um, uh, I think Avengers I'll go pretty hard at. I like, I love those ultra gold stars. Always love them. Um, but what is your what, what's the uh, upper deck Marvel set you're most looking forward to? Now? Oh, that's, okay. Now that Spider-Man Metal has happened, right? Um, most looking forward to. I, I would lie if I didn't say Marvel masterpieces. Um, there's a there is a good indication that we might know the artist by the end of the year. That the set may be released next year. Um, so I'm excited about that. In terms of what's coming out soon, probably Flare Ultra Avengers, just because it's such a premium set. I'm very curious about it. Listening to Grant Sandground talk about the way those boxes are going to be packed and how you're going to feel like you're getting a hit every other pack, like literally every other pack. Um, I think that's going to make for a lot of fun, some great content, uh, things of that nature. I only have 13 boxes of that ordered. I'm not going into it at the level that that I did with uh, Spider-Man Metal. Um, so that's probably the most, the, the two most anticipated, you know, recent sets or sets that should come out in the next 12 months. I love all the I love the comments people are making. Like, definitely is. <laughs> um, the I, I'm a, I'm 100 keen on masterpieces. I've got the, I've collected both the sets. Of all three sets, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I connected with a few of the artists from it, which uh, I think it's amazing how accessible these artists are. Like they're so yeah. incredibly talented um, and very much giving it their time. Fred Ian, um, uh, Helga, uh, Joe Jusco. Like yeah. I remember when I started this, he'd be in the forums, you know, responding to people like every other day. <laughs> um, incredible, but no, definitely Marvel masterpieces. And um, the fact that you mentioned it during this—that ex- the possibility of an exquisite—now um, yeah. I'm going to pick it up upper deck and be like, okay, when is it? How could they not? I mean, and when you see their commitment to, you know, 
put Z-Force in a product. Mm-hmm. And you look at what 2003 Exquisite product has meant to the sports world. I think I got that right. I'm not a sports guy. But when you look at that product and what it's meant, how could they not, you know, do Exquisite again at a high level for Marvel cards? I reckon they will probably, they'll potentially, it may have been the cost. They'll, you know, is the market ready to pay that much for them? And I think that this is, by by all measures, um, confirmed that the market is ready to pay for it because um, it would cost a huge amount to produce, uh, undoubtedly. So, um, Justin, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, thank you for letting me share my story with you and um, apologies about all of uh, me digressing into other different Oh, um, it was beautiful. I loved it. Can't wait to do it again. When you get the AF15 comic cuts in, you've got to show them all. We'll do. Thank you, it's everyone. A, it, thank you for the kind words in the chat. I appreciate it. Yep. Everybody, thank you for watching. Grayson, thank you for being here. And everybody, as always, I hope you have a marvelous day. <laughs>